You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Hello, welcome back to Empire of Your Rust. Uh, your one and only, or at least one and only important, Transformers RPG podcast. Superlatively done, Matt. I know I'm forgetting something that you usually say afterwards, and I can't remember what it was. The first and greatest Transformers RPG podcast. That's all. I said that. Yeah. Nicely done. I think I said Emperor of Rust, too. <laughs> <laughs> We've changed or our em- name. Or Empile of Rust. <laughs> Actually, Emperor of Rust would be an awesome Transformer bad guy. The Emperor. What about us? Taking some notes. No, no, no. <laughs> Give in to your hatred, Magnum. <laughs> Strike your friends down. Okay, okay. And your journey towards the Rust side will be complete. I knew that our soul was nothing but a traitor. In a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone, welcome back to Empire of Rust. Uh, and we just saw the Rise of the Beasts movie last night. Or 80% yes, of us indeed. saw Rise of the Beasts. And I saw 80% of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I did get interrupted a couple times. <laughs> you, should be, you should be a bit more generous, Matt. 70%, maybe 65 <laughs> Oh, not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what did everyone think? Did it live up to the hype and the expectations? I think so. I thought it was a lot yeah, of fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. Obviously, I, as the curmudgeon, I, I had some criticisms, but I think we can keep them largely <laughs> to a minimum. They're, they're, let's just say they're not things that are Transformer-specific. They're things I just like in cinema in general, or dislike in cinema in general. So it doesn't matter what movie does it, I don't like it. And it did some of those things. So the fact that it was a Transformers movie, was irrelevant to that discussion? Correct. Gotcha. Well, partially. You know, we, most of it. <laughs> 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 well, it's going to be about, oh, what is it, like, I think a month and a half before uh, this episode comes out uh, since the, the movie's been out. So uh, I think anyone who was going to go see it in theaters is has probably seen it by now. Uh, let's try to keep it a, a not too spoilery, um, but, you know, you don't have to be too cautious either. Matt, why don't we start off with uh, with you? What, are, what were your thoughts? What did you think? I like the Transformers having distinct appearances of personalities and everything like that. So um, mm. I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't think they, I don't think they, they invented any new wheels in this, but that's okay. That, that doesn't bother me in the least. Which ones have you seen? Like, have you seen all of them? I've seen like the first three of the Bay ones, I think. I saw uh, the first one, whatever that was called. Saw Rise of the What's His Face and the Dark of the Moon, perhaps. <laughs> uh, that might have been the right name for it. Revenge of the Fallen um, was number two. Revenge of the Fallen. It was Rise, Rise of the Fallen and Revenge of the Dark, I think, or the Revenge of the Moon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the Rise of the Moon. It was just night. <laughs> Revenge of the Moon <clears throat> extinction? What? <laughs> What? <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was yeah, called the counting I, of the prime. <laughs> I haven't seen the the well, the Dinobot one. So and I haven't seen Bumblebee unfortunately. Even though I've been meaning to. That's like the best one. Yeah, I know. So I've been told that's sort of the the start where they became significantly better, wasn't it? I mean, yep. I mean this this last one certainly beats the hell out of all the Bay movies, you know. Mm. Not that that's a high bar, but you know, right? There was the uh, the bit that Pat was talking about, though. That, that in retrospect reminded me of that, though. <laughs> I don't know if we should mention that. Maybe you can mention it, Pat, because it still still makes me laugh when you talk when you talk about the battle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not too spoilery, but I don't know if someone's like gonna notice that when yeah. they see the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there was just like a. There was a thing, and they they do this in a lot of movies, and it's just like they're they it's a trope now where like okay, there's only like you know a handful of of good guys on the field, and then there's like a metric fuck ton 
of bad guys on the field, but they're only supposed to be fighting the named characters, which we could theoretically all see, but in the background, there's just like, they're running back and forth. Like, I'm like, where the fuck are you going? Like, you know, like, who are you fighting? Like, you know, it's like <laughs> back in the day, you would just have like those two guys that are like the extras <laughs> that would just kind of like tap swords. Like, you know, you did in Braveheart, but like now they just CG it. And it's just like, it's not a huge battle. It's, you know, a handful of heroes fighting a swarm. Like, you know, it's just like, so focus that. Yeah, there was no, yeah, other, side. no other side. So it's just <laughs> like, either, like, just show that, like, let them, like, all be focused on it and then let them be, like, dogpiled or send fewer bad guys and make them more unique and more memorable. Like, you know, like, the the bad robots in this, I thought were great. Like, by and large, like, they had they all personalities. They were, like, you know, different they each had like a different, uh, you know, ability and a different kind of role in their fight, and I thought that was I thought that was great. Like, do more of that. <laughs> you cannot see that yeah. though. <clears throat> you know, they're fighting like all the named characters are on camera, and they're just hundreds of these these suckers running back and forth in the yeah, background. It's like, like they're just supposed to be doing that because it's a battle. But this, this, it's like I just, I mean, and I'm 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 I've seen enough jump scares that I'm just kind of done with that. Like, you know, it's just like, if I see like a CG object jump at a human being and just barely miss them for 300 times in a row, like I'm like, okay, like doesn't do anything for me anymore. Like it was like, they did that in the new Jurassic park movie where I was like, I swear to God, the people, the actors in that movie were paid by the amount of time they heard like a footstep when they were literally a foot from the door and then they slowly turned around to like see what the thing was you know or it was how much time they had like an open dinosaur mouth like around their face and then suddenly didn't get bitten i mean like you know come on it was just like i'm done like i'm done with it and it's just like either make them dangerous and scary or not It's the definition of plot armor right there, isn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can't be killed while you're slowly turning around. Like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> okay. That's the drama armor. I know. I just, Wouldn't I just that just be called drama? Drama. Drama. Yeah. Go ahead and put your drama on. Come on. Yeah. I mean, the robots looked good. Like, I liked that they were more Bumblebee-like as opposed to, like, Michael Bay like, I mean, obviously they they did it a little bit like the like, hey, we're just going to transform around things, and it's like, okay, sure, it looks cool, you know, but it doesn't feel. It's just like you know when you can totally change your molecular structure, then like, what is being hurt? You're just like, oh, I lost a. Oh, you mean that part I just transformed into another part of me? Like, you know, I just don't. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I see where you're going. They're a little too malleable to make it. I mean, I like, like the uh, idea. It's just like showcase it, like recognize that this is not a threat, that this is at best a temporary inconvenience and just own that. Like, you know, as opposed to being like, oh, we, we need to have a scene where like I get to say some last words and then it's like, oh, sorry, Deadpool. No, you don't. You know, you get to, you get to do this <laughs> over and over and over again as many times as you want. It's like, okay, fine. Do that. This actually reminds reminds me of Demon Slayer a little bit because it's well known right from almost the beginning that there's only some ways to kill these things. So you're never surprised if they come right. back, you know. What about you, Adam? What are your thoughts? I liked it, of course. Uh, I did like how it kind of uh, at times made fun of itself and, you know, some of the it got like real meta in the way it did that. There were a few mentions of, say, singers turned actors, etc. Yeah, that Mark Marcus Dupree. What was, what was that thing? Anyway, yeah, the music. The music was great. Yeah, it was spot on. Yeah, I, I liked. I really liked the music. Like they, they took a Guardians. They took a you know an idea from Guardians of the Galaxy and they did it well. I want everyone who ever who sees this who see has sees it watch for the sweet spot moment. See if you yeah. can figure out which one it is. <laughs> You'll recognize. Oh, go it. on. <laughs> and what about you, Mike? How'd you how'd you like the trailer you saw? <laughs> it was a trailer for a movie. 
<laughs> Actually, no, notice the notice the bit of the bit of a, a bit of dialogue that was in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. I noticed, like Optimus Prime points the gun at uh, Primus, and Primus is like, "I'm not your enemy, Prime." And they oh yeah, that yeah, they no, totally. It did. It, it went. It went. It no, went, you, it did. you're totally right. It wasn't. It wasn't it in the movie. It didn't. Didn't go. I mean, it's. It went down very similarly. But it wasn't. That must have been like a, a an outtake or something. Hmm. They do that in a lot. I remember like when the, the Thanos movie came out. Like there was a line in the trailer that Thanos said, and I was like, "Oh, that's so dope!" And then it wasn't there, and I'm like, "Damn it!" Like that was probably his best line. Like you know, like and I was like, "Fuck, come on!" Supposedly there was a uh, fairly sizable cut scene uh, at some point near the beginning where it shows. Or it was supposed to show Prime beating up on a Decepticon that came to Earth to to kill him. Uh, supposedly, like the part of the, the 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 plot point of that was because they're trapped on Earth, this Decepticons keep on arriving like one or two at a time, keep on attacking Prime, and Prime just dispatches them with like no effort. But they keep on like blowing up their own ships or doing something to keep Prime trapped on Earth. And that is supposed to be kind of like the bridge as to, to why he's been like so grumpy, like over the course of the movie. Well, that's interesting. The idea of like keeping a really powerful entity stuck where it is seems strangely prescient, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, it sounds like the Decepticons are being dumb, though. It's like, let's just go one at a time, you know? The first ten guys didn't live through it, but maybe I will, you know? It's not like they sent Starscream or anything, right? Not anymore. (laughs) 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 All right, let's jump back into, into this. What were we doing last time? Does anyone remember? Barbecue. Not really anything important. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All the Starscream fans are going to be so pissed at everyone here. Good. We probably are already <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> Just taking in some light shopping. As alloy. We <laughs> <laughs> get better discounts. We gotta, <laughs> yeah, we, we gotta go to the too. big and tall, big and tall <laughs> section, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever fits, except when I change my molecular structure. (laughs) So when last we left, you had just, or Wildstrike, had just fired Alloy's new electrified goo gun? Something like that. (laughs) All all I know, it was the fourth (laughs) one down, that's all. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty much the weirdest one you yeah. could have gotten at random. <laughs> Fate was on our side. Electro Google. <laughs> <laughs> and while that was shot at Wildstrike, there was another person in the blast range for this. Adam. Yes? What is going on with Denison? If I remember right, she did not have a lot of hit points left after that. It looks like she had four hit points left. No stamina at all. But there is another problem that you might not remember. Starscream hit her with a a scientist weapon. Oh, and yeah. yeah, this this was this was something we didn't really talk about. Sci- Starscream is a scientist and has access to to several experimental like tech weapons as part of the the class. Something that maybe Magnum and Pythagoras will be doing in the future. But he hit her with a vaporator weapon. That was the the weapon that he hit you with, Wildstrike, kind of right at the beginning of the combat when you started taking hit point damage. Mm-hmm. As your energon starts to like boil away from inside you, how hard did that hit you, Wildstrike? I'm still here. It only lasted a certain number of rounds, and I think it was kind of early on in the combat, so I think it was yeah. over after a certain. But it wasn't insignificant. I think it was like like 14 or 16 points around. Um, like 
it was straight hit points. It didn't affect stamina, I believe, right? Yeah. So I took six points. Six points around? No, six points total. Well, Pythagoras did heal him at one point. Yes, Pythagoras did heal me, so uh, I don't know what the uh, actual damage was before that. I don't think you got close to zero, but I think you got you got a chunk. If I remember right, it was, I think, ten hit points per round for a, a set number of rounds. Like, for, a, uh, I think it was one D4 rounds, and then it would have went to, to one round or two rounds for a save. No, that's what it was. It was one D4 plus two on a failed save, and then one, uh, then it was just two rounds on a successful save. So pretty oh dangerous. God, what, what was his level? No, it was um, it was his damn. It was his level. So it was like fifteen or something. 15. That's why it was high. Yeah, because it was fifteen. Like twice, he took thirty hit points because it lasted twice. So like that that thing is that that ability does thirty hit points automatically. That's nasty. I mean, it's a fifteen hit die. You know, fifteenth level, fifteenth <coughs> level thing. So. Now. Adam, I don't remember if you saved on that on the last episode. And this could mean the difference between life and death for you. So tell me, what were you able to save on it last round? I do remember, and I did not. Did not save. Which means that as the next round ticks away... Dezen is going to take another 15 hit points of hit point damage, bypassing stamina. Ha! Joke's on you. I didn't have any stamina. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> and if my math is right, that puts Denizen down. It does put her down. So what do you want to do, Denizen? Starscream is, is dying five feet away from you. So what do you want to... What do you? What, what does Denison want to do, Adam? She'll look over at Starscream, dying, knowing that she's probably dying as well, and say to him, Starscream, as a Decepticon, I think you owe me a little something. Could you please just fucking die so I can see it. <laughs> nice. Starscream covered in this this electric energon just like dripping off of both of you. He crawls over to you, Denizen, and you hear in a very low voice. I know that Good shit in the woods. Not before you. Give me an initiative for Denizen. Uh, Let's see who gets to die first. (laughs) (laughs) They're too stubborn to die before the other one. They never ever die. (laughs) 14.01. Oh, wait. I rolled a two. Yes. (laughs) Oh, wait. By beating him, do I die first? (laughs) You can choose to hold your action. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I hold, I hold, I hold, I hold. (laughs) You got enough strength left in you, Denizen, for one last hit. I'll raise my hand to do one final strike on him and I'll say this is for my man Megatron and I'll strike him dead and with that Starscream is gone yes and with that so is Denizen should we do something like you know like in, in like that the echo inside of Alloy's head is just kind of like should we do something about this? Uh, I don't know. Actually, Pythagoras is free, so 
you can go over there. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're harvesting their life force, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, well, Alloy, you're you're standing there in the middle of the plaza. Pythagoras, you're still kind of hanging on to, to him. We have two dead. Well, a lot more dead because of all of Starscream's guards that are still kind of littered throughout the plaza. Uh, you have Lord Scourge down by the south, who, uh, last you knew, is still dealing with some of the Seeker guards that Starscream summoned. And, yeah. In the distance, you can hear the, the sound of sirens, as you can imagine, uh, emergency services is starting to approach, and you imagine that uh, probably Ironhide and his uh, team is probably on the way as well. But you you have some time before any of that gets here. So what do you uh, what do you want to do? What's next? You just killed the president. I mean, I guess Thagoras would just just as his instinct would run over, try to run over and check on Denison, regardless. Um, Okay. Uh, Wildstrike would go over and check to make sure Starscream is dead. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we're going to decombine first. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. That's that's not a problem. Uh, The five of you decombine, and you all go back to your individual forms. Uh, I'll stay separated at full size so my my med bay can be used. Uh, so Pythagoras, you are gonna run on over to Denizen, and Wildstrike, you are gonna run on over to uh, Starscream. Uh, I need both of you to give me a fortitude save. Oh. As you put your hands on the two bots, the electrified energon like gel that's still on them uh, is still very electrified and very dangerous. Uh, All right. Wildstrike at a twenty-four. And Pythagoras got a six. Uh, Pythagoras, you take 44 points of damage, and Wildstrike, you take 22. Damn. <laughs> this direct hit point damage? Uh, nope, this is going to go to stamina. Uh, and um, Pythagoras, you are... You are stunned. Uh, all right. <laughs> we'll say stunned. Well, I'll just sit around for a while. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. And Pythagoras, you have no idea what like the gun that uh, Alloy created was. Well, Strike, you yeah, at least have okay. an idea, but you are too. Con- you want to make certain Starscream's dead, so yeah, you're willing to I risk think it. Denizen is going to be cooking on her own. There, you, you, you see, you see, like you know, you know, Starscream's head like reach above the, the the liquid, like finally, like like getting his last breath, and you see his hand just like pushing him back down in. <laughs> <laughs> Get back in the fiery water. <laughs> it's okay. That was a quote from something. I forget what it was. Uh, I think it's a Dane Cook, which. You're right. You're yeah. right. Get back in the fiery water. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, you think that uh, uh, touching these two. Uh, right now is is not a good idea. Uh, you, uh, some of you bigger bots could probably survive it. Pythagoras, though, you're you're in in a rough a rough position on that. Uh, one smacked me down to hit points and did one go. He doesn't you take he doesn't get damaged a lot. And it's scary when he does because he's a bitty, he's a little a little guy. Now that we've split, uh, I'm going to give uh, Circuit and Longtooth a uh, quick call. Give them an update on uh, where the action is so that they can get on down here with the coverage and let them know that I have some video footage for them that will be exclusively theirs, as far as any other reporters are concerned. Sweet Spot, is that you? Yes, yes, of course it's me. Hey, listen. Where where are you right now? Uh, you need to get down to this plaza. And I'll just, like, uh, view, uh, slow pan my, uh, my comm unit around so we can see where we're at. It looks like you're in Metalhawk Landing. That's exactly where we are. Now, get yourself down here. Bring Long Tooth too. Uh, there is, uh, the president has fallen. And, uh, fallen hot. This is still an exclusive, isn't that right? That's right. And I have some uh, video footage to show uh, to you uh, that uh, will kind of 
condemn the president and all of his previous actions. We are on our way. All right, we'll see you when you get here. And as soon as I'm done talking with him, I will immediately start to uh, address any crowd or onlookers that are encroaching in the immediate vicinity and try to get them to uh, you know, push back a little bit. This is, uh, uh, this is an emergency scene right now. We're waiting for the authorities uh, to arrive and do my best to uh, diplomatize them and uh, make them complacent. Before you roll me a diplomacy check, I want you to roll me a sense motive. Oh, yeah. The uh, sense motive is a uh, 36 for the check. Nin- 19 on the roll if I might uh, you know, break it down for you. Out of the crowd, you can hear these kind of like these whispers of, they, they just attacked the president. Who are they? These are the, the heroes of, of Iacon, though. Like they, they, they're the ones who, who saved the city from, from Cybertron first. But they just attacked the president. What, what's going on? What, what's, what's happening? And you can really start to feel like the discontent uh, like in the crowd as, as the, the kind of pro, pro Starscream factions kind of within the crowd are trying to make their voices heard above all the others. Uh, and you can tell that the... They are in the minority, but they are becoming a, a vocal minority. Uh, there's three specifically that uh, look like they're going to be causing trouble for you. All right. Uh, I will make my way uh, kind of close to the center or to the closest edge so that I can be within speaking range of the three of them and I will start to orate so that they will possibly shut up and listen to what I have to say and I will tell them a very lengthy and detailed story of how the presence was actually acting against the good of the people and for selfish reasons and there is video and audio uh, evidence to corroborate that which will be coming to light into the public view very shortly. But for the time being, uh, y'all have to just uh, hold your distance and let the emergency personnel in here uh, to do their very, very important jobs. I assure you, the public is in no way in any danger right now. Go ahead and give me a... Diplomacy roll? Important diplomacy check. Well, how about (laughs) Uh, that? Yep. It's like you knew what I was going to say. Are uh, you psychic, sweet spot? I am not psychic. I just got there faster. <laughs> As you do. As I do. All right. And apparently, roll 20 is, uh, is favoring me today. I rolled a 17, which netted me a 33 on my check for the common uh, mob, so to speak. You hear the, the, the rabble-rousers in the crowd try to talk and and convince the crowd that uh, the five of you just did something really, really bad. But you managed to convince the crowd through your, your expert testimony, and when that doesn't work for some of them, you just simply talk louder and faster. As do. And you think you held off a, a, a potentially bad scene as, uh, as it came up. Uh, so excellent, excellent work. Sweet spot. Thank you. Thank you very much. I haven't been in a riot so long. Sorry. You, the last one was pretty last one was pretty fun. <laughs> You're going to have to do that on your own, Carapace. I mean, think about it. Riots are <laughs> just bar fights that get into the street. I mean, and everyone loves a bar fight. <laughs> I suppose the bartender might not. <laughs> if they didn't like bar fights, it they wouldn't work where they work. <laughs> it's like uh, firefighters. You firefighters don't like fires. No, they're all pyromaniacs. That's how they play, get to play with it on the scale that they want to. <laughs> you guys are going to have to head back to Rebar's bar and get another fight. It's been a couple levels, hasn't it? <laughs> he likes it has. Rebar. I, I believe it's time. I believe we're due. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Carapace, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to head over to... Uh, Lord Scourge and um, probably end up giving him a high five and that's about uh, seeing like what what is he doing is he still like eating people like I I don't know what his like 
how how restrained he ever is. Oh, he's playing with this food right now. Okay. You can see that he has three of them underneath his feet, and he's, like, tossing the other one, the fourth one, up into the air and catching it in his other mouths. Okay. D- does he get big? Does, is he, like, huge when he... Wild shapes? Wild shapes. <laughs> he is large, but he is uh, longer than he is tall. Okay. So he's lower to the ground. Um, I will approach him and just be like are you gonna are you gonna just eat are you gonna play with that or are you gonna eat it <laughs> <laughs> he just shakes his head like a, like a like a dog like shaking it to like uh not that why did you want some too not that I care but uh the fight is over and the public is watching uh with that he will drop the seeker <laughs> uh look around for a moment Transform and kind of brush himself off. <laughs> Today is a good day. Indeed it is. I'm, I'm glad that you could make it. We have one more candidate out of the running. Are you certain you don't want to run with me? We could make an excellent team. And he kind of puts his like his hand like on your shoulder as you're you're walking uh, back to the the crowds. Why is Scourge, one of Scourge's heads looking at me? Kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all drooly. Like uh, a dog. <laughs> I see where this is going. The fate of another world has fallen into my hands, and honestly, I'm very c- comfortable passing that off. It keeps happening. Very well. It's your loss and my gain. Now that Starscream's out of the picture, I can rise in the polls. Opinion polls. Talking polls. <sighs> Ridiculous. Well, good luck. Not that I need it. Of course. <laughs> uh, and Scourge is actually going to, to go up to the crowd and kind of try to work his, uh, his magic on them. Uh, pretty much, it's just a lot of flexing and intimidation. <laughs> Actually, that's great. He had he has one, you know, mouthy head for each of those rabble rousers, you know. So <laughs> he does, he does. Uh, Wild Strike, I'm gonna come back to you just because all you really did is walk up to Starscream and got shot. Uh, what would you like to do? Starscream is is lying by your feet. Dead. Yeah, so after shrugging off the goo damage, I'll check make sure that he's dead. Uh, do you want me to make a check for that? Or? Do you have medicine? Uh, no. But I know how to coup de gras. <laughs> and if you did, you wouldn't give it to Starfree. <laughs> uh, you can, I'll give you a perception check, but without medicine, you're not going to be able to, to tell a whole lot. That's fair. Uh, 33. Yeah, it's, it looks like this electric goo has kind of, of like found its way into all of the injuries that he took over the course of the battle. Mm-hmm. So if it did all of that damage to you just you know by putting your hands on it, uh, it's very likely that it did all of that to him on the internal level. So yeah, it's, it, there's a really good chance that he's not, that he's not getting up. All right. I'm satisfied with that, so I will step next to Denison and glance over and see how she's doing. I got 29 for the perception of that one. Yeah, yeah, it's... Her Her body looks more intact than Starscream's does, but you saw what happens uh, towards the end of the, the fight when Starscream shot her with the same weapon that he shot you with. And you know what, what it did to you. You felt the, the like your energon just kind of like boiling and curdling within you for a couple of rounds. And you think that if, if she was exposed to that along with this like electro goo, then yeah, it, it's, it doesn't look like she's going to be getting up from this. And uh, with Pythagoras unconscious kind of next to her, uh, there's, there's very little that you think you can do in the short term. Also, Pythagoras is unconscious, like near your feet, too. 
I didn't realize he was unconscious. Stunned, technically, but yeah. Can I try to assist him? Ah, uh, sure. What do you want to do? Uh, shake him out of being stunned somehow. Slap him around <laughs> a bit. <laughs> I mean, you could bring him over to the med bay. I mean, <laughs> I guess I'll do that. No, no. You're, you're, I, mean, you're, you're I like the slapping slap bit, him. though. One d6 for each slap. Street <laughs> Fire will come over and stop him. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. You're wanted on the phone, Doctor. I'll take over. <laughs> Thank you. Bam, four damage. Bam, five damage. Bam, two damage. <laughs> He's not I waking won't up. You wake up. <laughs> Carapace, I need your help. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll grab Pythagoras and start bringing him over to the med bay. Dragging him by his foot. Speaking of which, actually, who else needs healing? I think we probably all need a little bit. Uh, Legionnaire only has stamina damage. He never got into hit points, so he's okay for now. I, I took some hit point damage because of like the bypassing stamina stuff. Yep. I've got yeah, some, I still have some. I got some yeah. stamina down. I'm, I'm totally cool, but... I look so better when I'm like when I look when I'm slightly wounded. So <laughs> <laughs> your charisma goes up when your yeah. hit points are down. Yeah. So, <laughs> when, once you've been bloodied, it's just like I get you know bonuses to like intimidation checks and stuff like that. <laughs> I like the cut of that man's jib. I need to make that a feat or something. Like when you've taken more than like ten percent of your like hit point damage, your charisma goes up by two. <laughs> That's, That's really neat. Though. Carapace has a seventh attribute, the macho attribute, MCH. <laughs> macho ordinary tortilla. Ooh yeah! All right, I'll do, I'll do a I'll do a heal. I don't know. Uh, yes, uh, Sweet Spot has a hit point damage as well as a lot of stamina damage. That makes sense. You actually like took on a lot of those uh, guards on your own. I that was... was starting to get a little bit scared. That's for sure. Hmm. All right, well, anyone who wants to, uh, Magnum is in the center of the plaza there, so head on over and do your stuff. Uh, I think I will wait until the authorities arrive to take my place here on the front line of the mob uh, so I can address any issues that might arise. And then once that happens, then I will see to my own wounds. Uh, it takes a, a few minutes for uh, emergency services to to start filtering in. And at first, it's just uh, first responders, people who are trying to, to deal with the injured and uh, put out any fires and deal with any damage that uh, happened to the, uh, the landing. Um, but Ironhide and his security team arrives shortly after, uh, and they see the, the crowd. Uh, kind of gathering around Sweet Spot and Ironhide comes right up to you, Sweets. All right, that's enough of this, folks. That's enough of this. Please disperse. We'll be handling this matter from here forward. Please, please make a make a line, make make a space over here. And he just raises his gun into the air, shoots it off a couple times. Clear a space now. Please say it for me. Say it for me, Ironhide. <laughs> I gotta hear it. <laughs> I said clear a space. Ah, yeah, go for it. But say the other thing. The other thing. The better thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm high. W- w- would you like a little hand there? I will attempt to uh, make a diplomacy check to uh, uh, have the crowd uh, cooperate with the authorities in such a fashion that uh, they too can help provide aid to those that need it. Uh, just... Just make a little lane right right, right down over here if you could. Uh, everyone from the left hand of my hand, left side of my hand, uh, go to the left. Everyone to the right side of my hand, go to the right. And uh, we'll, we'll make a space in no time at all. Thank you. Thank you for your cooperation, everyone. And yeah, sweets, the, the crowd listens to you and not to Ironhide. <laughs> oh. And you can see Ironhide come right up to you. Just a cross look in his eyes. Thank you, Ambassador. Don't worry, I'm getting used to helping you out of a jam. Oh, re- give me a report here. What uh, what is going on? Is Starscream still up? Is he still a threat? Uh, Starscream is down and I believe out. Uh, you might want to check with uh, Wildstrike. Uh, he has been uh, standing over the body for some time. I-, I think he's been posing 
<laughs> posing for selfies. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like Wild Strike. <laughs> uh, and yes, um, uh, Wild Strike, are you still in the the building with like Starscream, or did you move away? I was taking Pythagoras to Magma Medbay. Oh, I missed right. that. Right. I'm going to heal Pythagoras. Well, everything's going on. 26 points. Wild Strike, uh, Ironhide is going to come right up to you and is is going to ask because he sees you beyond Sweet Spot, and Sweet Spot just mentioned you, so he'll come up to you and he'll ask Wild Strike, I need a, a sit rep here. What is going on? What is uh, Starscream's status? Uh, as far as I can tell, he's gone. Uh, I'm not trained like uh, Pythagoras is, but I can sense no more movement. He'll lean in close to you and ask, who took who took the, the final shot? Was it you or someone else? It's a couple oh, questions. Yeah, it's, uh, I believe Alloy took the finishing shot, but, but. Denizen may have had the final blow. Denizen, the bear? Where the is bear. she? In the building as well. She didn't make it. I am, I am sorry to hear that. I believe it's uh, as she would want to go from our uh, brief history with her. I think she would find solace in dealing the death blow to Starscream. That's all she ever talked about. Well, if if she went out doing uh, doing what she wanted, then uh, then promise be with her. Where are the where are the bodies? In the building over there, but careful. There's some sort of electrified energon burning in there, and it's still active. He'll uh, motion over to the, the first responders to, to join him, and he and those two will. Uh, head on into the head on into the building and see if they can get Starscream's body out of there. Uh, as you can imagine, they don't want to leave the uh, the corpse of a president uh, in the middle of a plaza here with yep. a bunch of onlookers around. Grab him here. We're gonna need some new <laughs> medics. <laughs> okay, the second resp- the second responder's first job is to fix the first responders. <laughs> <laughs> we go more than three responders deep. That's going to be awful. <laughs> and that, as they say, is that. And all of you are level 10. I love how in games like this, murder just makes you better. You know? <laughs> 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 you know what? We still got some time, so why don't we go ahead and talk about uh, what level 10 looks like for you guys? Customarily, does Sweet Spot want to go first? Uh, customarily, I would, um, but I don't have 100% of my change-ups done. He, of course, got more stamina points, more hit points. Uh, resolve everything to stay the same, but the big thing is the ability scores. Now, you may think that I would have favored the dexterity bonus increase. As Before you jump in, can we just uh, talk about what the uh, ability score increases are? Because the last time we had this was way back in level five, and I think that was about two, two years ago. So just a quick reminder for the, uh, the audience here. What ability scores are we talking about, and what are the increases? Uh, every five levels, you get an ability score increase, which includes four of your six abilities to increase. Now, if they are 16 or lower when you apply the ability score increase, they will improve by two, which will net your mod up by one. Uh, However, if they are 17 or above, uh, the net uh, increase is only one, and you cannot do one ability more than once for your, uh, your increases at the specific levels. So, what? So you can't take dexterity four times. Is that what you're saying? That is correct. It was a thought that crossed my mind. It was a fleeting thought, but uh, it's not legal, so I will not be doing that. However, I didn't increase my dexterity at all. I chose to increase all what? 
just about all of my other stats that were below or at 16. For instance, my constitution goes up to 12. It was a 10. My intelligence goes up to 14. It was a 12. My wisdom, which was 16, and as such was the last time I could apply two to that increase, has gone up to 18. So I'm just as wise as I am fast. Actually, I'm a little bit faster. And my charisma uh, has increased from 14 to 16. So I am uh, much more likable as a diplomat and, uh, you know, etc., etc. My strength has not increased at all. And Carapace <laughs> uh, will note that as often as he can. <laughs> as far as my abilities go, I, I have not uh, gone through that for the scout level 10. How dare you? You had one job. One job, sweet spot. Aye, but it had many facets, and not all the facets are shiny. <laughs> While you're doing that, uh, sweet spot, I will jump on over to someone else. Then. Who wants to, to go next? I can go. Um, go for it, Matt. What's a, a level 10 Magnum look like? Yeah, both Pythagoras and, and Magnum actually went up the, the same. Pythagoras went up to 8. Magnum went up to 10. Wow. I mean, it wasn't too exciting. I mean, it wasn't too dramatic ability-wise. At this level, you get a bonus feat. So, And I actually had a couple feats I needed to add that where it was deficient in. So I added a few cool feats. And, of course, he got the ability score increases like sweet spot said so he bumped up his his strength his dex his con and his intelligence which provided a, remar- a, a remarkably sub- su- surprising amount of extra hit points or stamina points that I, that I expected so that is true because whenever you boost up your constitution you're getting one extra stamina per level so you're you're getting an additional 10 stamina out of that one yep he went from like 50 hit points to 70 or something like that. Wow. Because it's probably still very low compared to our tough guys, but uh, <laughs> finally getting there. So he got some cool feats. He, I, I gave him, finally gave him weapon specialization. So he might have a chance of hitting something at 10th level now. Yay! <laughs> so uh, he does have a pretty decent handgun. So I might actually try shooting. And a couple of fun feats that have to do with. Uh, more more talking feats. I already used uh, the Cosmic Truth one. Um, but uh, he also got antagonized, so he can m- make enemies angry and lower their stats. <laughs> so you you talk at them... Officially, and, officially and... this time. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk at them and make them, and you mechanically make them less effective. That's Yeah, that's they, go, they go off, off target, and they take minus two to, I think, everything. <laughs> for at least a round, depending. That's awesome. more. Uh, any more mouse bonuses to your alt mode? Did any of that go up? No, nothing really changed there. Um, I, well, I mean, my hardness is going to go up, I think, by one. Because that goes up every level. I have to double check. I made sure to do that. But um, I don't think uh, the shield's not going to go up. No, no, they go up at six, like six level, and they go up like twelve level. Although I didn't check the device form, so I have to double check that. I didn't think of that. Hmm. You might get some bonuses on that. Did mm. Pythagoras change at all? Not really that much. I mean, he, it was a bonus feat. I took Master Crafter. Um, the bonus feat list is sort of it's not very long, so that basically means he can build things in half the time. Okay. I'm thinking of maybe doing some constructing some custom weapons for all our friends. So that would be cool for like to sort of by design what you want. So all right, all right. You know I like that. <laughs> How about you, Wild Strike? What's uh, what do you look like? I went up another level in soldier. So I'm soldier eight, target master two. Didn't stick with Target Master, huh? Well, the reason is um, I have that feat that allows me to apply half my other levels to Target Master, and the unevenness of that was bugging the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wasting I, a level. I am right there with you, buddy. 
<laughs> yeah. So I had I to do soldier. Appreciate the honesty. So I had to do soldier. So now um, it evenly applies half of my soldier level to my target master, uh, to Nyko specifically. Uh, so now that's fine. <laughs> um, now does, did you did you effectively gain a level in target master as a result? Effectively, yeah. So any all my class abilities or basically Nyko's stats. So Nyko went up from level three to level four because of that. Gotcha. And I, same as the others, basically just a feat for each of us. I took snapshot for uh, wild strike, which allows Ooh. me to use uh, a ranged weapon for attacks of opportunities within five feet. And Nyko took far shot, which has the range penalty for uh, range attacks. Turning him into a little like mini sniper there, huh? A little bit. Um, and I do have the imbued weapon so he can uh, apply those feats to Wild Strike when he's being used as the weapon. Oh, cool. Interesting. Okay. All right. Got some synergies what's going his, what's on. What's his there. class? He's a <laughs> scout. That's right. the uh, The companions do end up uh, getting some some levels, uh, and I mean, Pythagoras and and Magnum are really kind of pushing that with like multiple uh, level increases to push Pythagoras up even even more to push him up faster. But yeah, like the the target master, headmaster, and power master classes generally don't. Uh, their their companions generally don't level up that quickly with uh with the the main bot. So they generally one half the one half the, the like the target master headmaster plus one generally is what it is. Yep. Yeah. And I use two feats to bump up two more levels. Otherwise, Pythagoras would be six right now. Mm. Okay. Yeah, sounds about right. It totally, it's been totally worth it. Totally worth it. Considering all the the neat stuff that Pythagoras is like scientist class gives him, then yeah, completely. One thing that uh, Nyko's level increase does is. Increases damage by an extra d6. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. So what? how much damage are you doing with Nyko now? Uh, 46 plus 10. Oof. All right. That's 4d6, not 46. 4d6, <laughs> correct. <laughs> 46 plus 10. Why did he just say 56? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> how many levels do you have? Five and five. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anything else cool going on with uh, Wild Strike? Did uh, any of your your alt mode features increase? No. Nothing. Uh, okay. No, nothing else increased. Good. Yeah, that's about it. All right. I think the way Starfinder's designed is like the tenth level. The um, that ability increases are the, the main. Yeah, those are the big ones. This level. All right, Carapace. Big stuff happening with you? Uh not. Yeah, like the same same issue. It's like uh, I did the same thing that uh, Wild Strike did. Not Wild Strike, uh, Sweet Spot, in that I didn't work on my Dexterity and uh, Constitution because they're both in their base form. They're both eighteen, so I wouldn't see a benefit to that until like level fifteen. So it's just like, why why do that? But my strength went from a fourteen to a sixteen. My intelligence went from a sixteen to an eighteen, and my uh, wisdom and charisma went from 10 to 12. So that's good. Okay. Cool. Uh, I got the standard armor class goes up, base stack bonus damage, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I do have 140 stamina now. And, wow. and seven, <laughs> literally, literally 50% of mine. Yeah. And uh, 200%, 200 of yeah, mine. And 76 hit points. So that's, that's pretty sweet. You'll never die. Well, yeah, that's the idea. One thing that you guys may have forgotten, because uh, no one's mentioned it so far, is that because we're level 10, our whatever our special racial power is, we get one additional use of it. So, oh, we, can, so we can now do it mean? three times a day. Oh, okay, power. What's that? Each, like every we all have a power. power. Oh, oh. And they, you get an additional use of it every five levels. So at five and ten. Yours was the reflecting armor? Correct. Yeah, so now I can do that. I can reflect... 10 damage three times a day, and it lasts up to 100 minutes each time. So now I can just kind of be like, hey, we're walking into dangerous place on... Leave it. What else did I... What else changed for me? Yeah, a lot of my stats... Uh, not my stats. A lot of my skills change. 
Oh, but I did gain because I'm I'm now a ninth level load bearer. So I actually gain a class ability this time because I'm like I've got the one level off. So right. my class ability is I picked jet mode. So now Ooh. as a load bearer, there are four modes that you can take, and this is the fourth one. So now I could do, you know, uh, blaster mode, delver mode, tank mode, and jet mode. So I'm uh, diversifying a bit. He can fly. Right. He can fly. Yeah, I mean, not yeah, it's not fly. super fast. It's not like having a jet form, but you know, it's a jet mode, which I'm, I'm not going to share that thought. So. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket tank, basically, right? <laughs> well, it's not. In, it's only when I'm in combined form, and that's that's the one of the things is that it's like is a lot of the abilities that I have like only exist when you're in one of the specific forms. So I have to be more selective. Primary mode, or like so. For instance, like I'm keeping, I, I have a jetpack that get integrated into my armor as one of my armor slots, and even though I now have jet mode, I'm keeping that. Because I can only do that when I am in jet mode, and that's a full round action. So that's often too slow. You know, like if I'm falling through the air, I need to be able to stop now. You know, or if I want to be able, to, if I want to be in blaster mode and I want to be able to fly, I can do that with the with that thing. And each of these modes offers a either like a different kind of like movement or just different abilities. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So like I, I effectively while I'm. In that mode, I have like a, a permanent feather fall, so long as I'm conscious. Like, so I don't, I could, I can levitate like up and down like 20 feet per round. But if I spend points, I can actually gain a fly speed of like 50 with average maneuverability, and I could lift like a lot of stuff. Uh, but now that I'm ninth level, I can actually start taking uh, a lot of the modes have like an advanced form. So I can kind of like focus on some of those things, and that's probably what I'm going to be largely doing going forward. So my blaster mode is going to be pretty sexy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh yeah, one other one other thing is um, some of my other like feats are like level dependent, so they've gone up. So like I I can now access one more armor slot, and I've had uh, an omnidirectional camera, but it was better to have the hit point shield. So now I can put that in as well. So I can, I'm like, I can see in all directions kind of thing. Nice. And my attention deflectors went up by one. So my stealth's just that much better. So my stealth is a, a very pleasing 21. Ooh. Yeah. For such a large bot, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty late on my feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Are you using the force field as one of your, um, armors under your slots? Uh, two of two, it, a force field takes two of the slots. Are you, but you're using that purple force field right now? Correct. I was wondering what happened to that thing. I mean, I've listened to old episodes. So I like, mean, if you we need found it. it. Yeah, if you need it. Oh, I don't need it. I can't use it. I think you're the only one who can oh, use right, it. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you're exactly. the only one. To, we have to take that feat. I was thinking about it, right. but it's like, nah, not right now. Yeah, but so, so now that I have five of them, it's great because I have like a thermal capacitor, a jetpack, an omnidirectional camera, and the purple force field. That feat really paid off. Oh, it's awesome! Wise, isn't it? It's uh, it's and uh, you know I'm I'm the armor guy. Like it just it makes it makes sense. Uh-huh. So the the last thing I think we need to talk about for level ups is uh, I gave all of you uh, the ability to pick a profession and take that as a skill that you can um, that you can just have. Uh, and you get a number of ranks automatically in it equal to your uh, class level. So, for example, so it, uh, for you, Pat, you are a level nine load bear, level nine load bearer, and level one soldier. Correct. Uh, which means you can take two professions, and you automatically get a nine in one of them, and you'll get a one in the other. Uh, so let me just go around the table here and tell me uh, what you guys picked. Uh, let me start off with uh, with you, Pat, since we since we're already talking about you. I uh, took for my uh, load bearer. I took uh, bounty hunter, and so that's my nine. And for my soldier, uh, because it's a more intelligence based, I actually took poet. So profession poet, yeah, nice. a poet warrior, you might say. Yeah. I'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. 
<laughs> nice. That, there we go. That had a kind of poetry to it. I know. It's like I've thought like of it that. before. <laughs> I like that very much. Uh, and and yes, these uh, these skills are all going to be class skills, so you do get the uh, the class bonus for it. And if any of you already have points in a profession, uh, you can go ahead and redistribute those to other skills as needed. Uh, so, Matt, what did you pick for a profession skill for Magnum and Pythagoras? He actually, our, Magnum already had profession P- private investigator with 10 ranks. Um, so he's going to keep that. It's based on wisdom. And just take those 10 points and put them elsewhere. I d- didn't actually decide what Pythagoras is going to be. It's probably going to be doctor or some sort of researcher or something like that, because that would make sense. Um, so Dr. I Pythagoras? <laughs> yeah. So um, probably something like that. Yes. Okay. It just occurred to me, too, that every, a lot of people, a lot of us are getting intel- intelligence upgrades, right, this time around. So that means everyone's probably getting a pile of new skill points to tell. Like, yeah, I was wondering, like, I have so many new remember, skill points. Remember what I, I said? about the intelligence. I felt shitty because I put a rank in diplomacy. I was like, what? Like, you know, like, as alloys, sweet spot's been in my head, and I'm thinking of non-violent alternatives to situations, and it's freaking me out. (laughs) Speaking of which, sweet spot, what did you do for your profession? Uh, For my profession, uh, no big stretch here, I chose a politician. Uh, I had already been putting uh, skill points into that, so... That uh, new ruling that you just put up allowed me to redistribute those and just put the politician up to uh, rank 10. All right. Makes sense. So no surprise. So uh, no surprises from Sweet Spot and not much of a surprise from uh, from Magnum or or Carapace. Well, actually, the poet was a little bit of a surprise, but still the big surprise. The big uh, question, though, is what is Wildstrike going to put his profession points in? I have no idea. And Nyko. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. Nyko gets that well, too, right? Yeah, I was going to ask, does Nyko get that as well, or just the main characters? Yeah, we'll go Nyko too. Didn't, Why not? Didn't Nyko have a job? Like, when we found him, what was he doing? I'm sorry. I know. I, I should probably know this. He's, he was a communications he, expert at the time. Well, that seems like a simple fit then. Yep. What are we, what are we thinking for, uh, for Wild Strike, though? Are we thinking kind of like just something like profession soldier? I mean, it's a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the problem. Like, I was thinking that, and I'm like, that, I mean, I don't know if that would be good enough. What did Wildstrike do before the war? That's a good question. He didn't do anything. He was... He was an experiment. Yeah, he's an experiment. He's a professional guinea pig, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Profession experiment. Right. (laughs) Well, I think you'll need to to make that decision and see what you uh, what you want Wildstrike to have done uh, before the war, and, yeah. and just kind of what you know, like what what profession is he maybe trying to get back into, or maybe he decided to abandon all that that old shit from his old life and just go all into to soldiering and everything. So, uh, also don't forget there are like plenty of other like jobs you can do in a war that's combat related. So you could be a transport pilot. Um, be... I'm seeing architect. It's kind of like you know, like how well when like, when medicine allows you to hurt people better because like you're like, oh, I know where to hurt them. Like as an architect, taking down buildings. Yep. That's how he always <laughs> tests the buildings after they build them. You know, can I knock it over? He started off as an architect when, uh, you know, when he was uh, just a young bot. And just like the firefighter <laughs> thing, he's like, I want to see how this is destroyed. <laughs> I got to build them first. <laughs> All right. Well, some of you have some homework to do to finish up with uh, with this. But yeah, that's, that's level 10. And... We'll see you guys next time for Act 3, Act for Season 3, three, season three. Oh, of Empire yeah. of Rust. All right. Yes! Ooh, wow. Level Third 10. Season's a charm. From the secret files of Teletran 1, Empire of Rust is written and GM'd by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G. Candidate Sweetspot, representative of Velocitron, is played by Adam H.U. 
the Decepticon warrior, Wildstrike, and his partner, Nyko, are played by Mike M. And Carapace, the beast soldier of Primitive Eucharist, is played by Patrick Finn. Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Ordway. Empire of Rust is supported by the humans and networks of planet Earth, whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music, such as Storyblocks, Zasplat, Blue Zone, and Dark Fantasy Studios. We are distributed by the Transmissions Podcast Network. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching for the Transmissions in your podcast app of choice. You can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel. There you can discuss episodes, talk to the cast, and download the rule set used in the Empire of Rust. Teletran 1, signing off.